methodology is often integrated without proper pedagogical or content-related considerations, or when pedagogical and content-related reforms are carried out without technological considerations. Welcome to Digital Escape, a podcast by the Annie Eckloff Institute, a platform for ongoing dialogue on best teaching practices and servicing students in a virtual learning environment. About the overall health and well-being of our students, including in areas of mental health. Encouraging your students to have their closed captioning turned on is a great way to expose them to more literacy vocabulary. Students with special needs, exceptional children. We build that community and relationships. Narrating what the student needs to do as you augment their instruction and their classes, to be able to then take a tackle on more complex or longer challenges. My guest today is Dr. Erica Mbachi, School Administrator in Montgomery County, Maryland. Good day, Dr. Mbachi. Hi, how are you all doing today? We have a really good topic for you. Listen carefully, a lot of good things coming out of this a podcast today. Dr. Mbachu, can you go ahead and tell us the topic for our discussion today? Um, so our topic today is um, involving my dissertation that I recently uh, completed, and it is called Teachers' Perceptions of Exclusionary Discipline versus Alternative um, Discipline Methods. Okay, so give us a little bit about your background and tell, tell our listeners some more about yourself. Sure. So I have been teaching in education for 15 years now. Um, I started out as a special education teacher. I have worked um, in many different settings, um, anywhere from a self-contained classroom to a resource classroom where students um, leave their gen ed classroom and come to me for additional help. Um, I have worked as an intensive um, math and reading um, teacher uh, an English teacher. Um, I have also uh, led departments um, as a department head. I've worked as a uh, positive school-wide behavior intervention systems coach for a middle school. Um, I have worked as a college in instructor and a GED instructor. And most recently, I have been promoted as an administrator at a high school in Montgomery County schools. Um, so I have very vast um, variety of experiences in different settings. I've taught all grade levels from kindergarten all the way to college. And as you can see from my experience, I love learning and sharing my thirst of knowledge with students and teachers. Okay. All right. What is your background on this topic, exclusionary and alternatives to exclusionary discipline? Um, so this topic was actually birthed out of just my, at the time, frustrations with the outcomes um, that I saw my students in my classroom um, experiencing. Um, I didn't see a lot of change when they were excluded from the classroom 
um, and they would come back and, and the behavior would just repeat itself. Um, and so I decided to do a little more research on it and to see how, how does the teacher's perception of that affect student outcomes. One concern of educators is the question of how to effectively build relationships with students in a virtual setting. At the Annie Eckloff Institute, we are committed to providing media-rich, teacher-centered, one-to-one or small group online support, so your students thrive. At Annie Eckloff Institute, presenters use virtual training that includes embedded scaffolds and supports for teachers. Maximize interactions with your students and the rigorous school curriculum, all within a robust online platform that you yourself learn to create. Learn the basics of virtual instruction. Learn strategies to maximize live content with increased engagement using your teacher toolbox and technology. Shine in your professional learning network. Show your interest in knowing more about our services and programs. Schedule a presentation, a virtual visit, or virtual training for you, your peers, and your school. You owe it to yourself and your future success. Register today. Go to annieeckloffinstitute.net or call us today at 240-200-4222. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll be glad you did. Um, I have not presented on this yet, but I am in the process on, on um, getting this published in one of the educational journals. So hopefully in the next year that that will be out for everyone to view. Um, but it was, this was an interesting topic to research. In the research um, that you've done on that, give us a little bit more clarity on what represents exclusionary discipline. So, so exclusionary discipline is any type of discipline that takes the student outside of the learning environment. This can include anything from um, sending them to the office, because when you send them to the office, you know, instruction continues on in the classroom, but they're missing out on that. This also includes um, in-school suspension, out-of-school suspension, and even alternative placement. So any, any type of discipline that involves removing the student from the learning environment um, where they're missing out on instruction. Now, has the research pointed to any particular um, areas in um, K-12 or demographics or anything that, that was really um, highlighted in the, in the literature on where this is most pervasive? So, in my research, I did find a lot of literature um, that focused on how this exclusionary discipline is typically used with our um, black and brown students. Um, and it is used at much higher rates um, than with our white students. Um, I also found that this was more prevalent with um, students receiving special needs um, services as well, which that was kind of surprising to me. but. Um, I think it's because discipline over the years has been prescriptive. So, for example, 
Um, if a student was um, sent out of the classroom for constant disruptive behavior or disrespect to the teacher, then automatically they were given um, maybe one day of in-school suspension. And this was given to every student who was sent out for that reason, no matter um, their background or not even taken into to consideration um, what led to this disruptive or disrespectful behavior. So it's more prescriptive. Every student received the same discipline without delving into the context of the issue. Um, and as we know, um, research shows that our black and brown students are disciplined at a much higher rate than not students that are not of color. Um, so they received exclusionary discipline methods. I did see a lot of research on just the impacts of this exclusionary discipline on students in particular. What I didn't see was what were teachers' perceptions of that? Um, how, how did the teacher's view of discipline affect the decisions that they were making in the classroom? Um, thus, which is why I decided to take a little, uh, a deeper dive um, into exploring how that uh, affected their decision-making and how they implemented discipline in their classroom. The purpose of this was to look at how teachers' experiences and attitudes towards um, exclusionary discipline methods and alternative um, discipline methods, how did it affect their decision-making um, in the classroom when implementing school discipline policies? To be successful in a virtual learning environment, Students need to build confidence online. At the Annie Eckloff Institute, we have certified online teachers, career coaches, and parent educators ready to assist students and families to build remote learning confidence, maintain online security, master online course navigation, and develop strategies to stay connected with a learning network and school. Here at Annie Eckloff Institute, we continue to offer our own individual and small group tutoring as well. Register for Fundamentals High School Geometry and Algebra, College Prep, Reading and Study Skills, Test Prep. We teach you to triumph over test anxiety. Register for web-based editing tools, computer-aided design for aspiring engineers, and finding your own voice in a virtual learning environment. You owe it to yourself and your future success. Register today. Go to annieeckloffinstitute.net or call us today at 240-200-4222. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll be glad you did. There's an exhaustive list of alternative discipline methods, but I did only focus on a few. So a few of those um, one of the most popular ones that you see in schools today is restorative justice. Um, and so restorative justice, the purpose of restorative justice is to repair the harm that is done and allow the student that has caused an issue, whether it be with an individual or a group of people, to work through that and have a fresh start when they come back into the classroom. Um, the key components, key components of that is just communications between all parties and allowing all parties to talk about what was done, how they felt about what was done, and what can be done to move past that 
um, that incident. Okay. Another um, alternative discipline method would be school-wide um, positive behavior um, system, um, which I've actually seen this um, implemented. Um, I actually helped implement this um, at one of the middle schools that I worked at. It starts with teaching all students basic rules to be successful in school. Um, showing them how to behave in the classrooms. What is the expected behavior in the classrooms? What is the expected behavior when you're in the hallway? What is the expected behavior when you're in the lunchroom? Just general guidelines that students need to know when they are moving throughout the building. Mm -hmm. um, research shows that about 85% of the students are gonna follow along with those rules. Um, you'll have about 15% of those students that may need a little more intensive intervention. Um, and that could be checking in with them, um, doing social skills training with them, having um, just check, uh, meetings with them, teaching them, doing extra lessons with them, teaching them what, it, what, it, what they need in order to be successful moving throughout the school building. Um, to help continue that and bring a positive spin to that, schools typically um, implement an incentive program. Um, at the particular school that I worked at, we had a ticket system where students, when they were when teachers saw students demonstrating positive behavior, demonstrating the expectations, um, we would just hand them a ticket. So the students would collect these tickets all semester long, and then there would be an event later on in the day or excuse me, later on in the semester, um, like a carnival or a store or a party where students can turn in these tickets to participate in the fun activity. So the idea behind that is to continue to positively reinforce the students so that they would continue to demonstrate um, the expected behavior of them. Um, many of the teachers commented that even in their uh, teacher preparation classes, there was very little time spent on teaching uh, teaching um, teachers how to build relationships, build classroom management, and work with students to um, be proactive in decreasing the disruptive behavior. Even as they started um, teaching in schools, um, a few of them talked about um, receiving, you know, uh, uh, professional development in um, PBIS, which is Positive um, Behavior Intervention System. Um, some of them talked about receiving some instruction in professional development and social emotional learning, um, but it wasn't consistent across um, the entire study. Hey, don't let the pandemic get you down. At the Annie Ekloff Institute, we want to maximize both face-to-face -face and virtual environments to provide fun and engaging spaces for learners of all ages. Check out our new Fall 2021 lineup. Programs include the following. AEI Kids Studio, an online makerspace for kids of all ages that will incorporate science, technology, engineering, art, and math. Kids will use various apps to play games, create some really cool digital media, and share creative ideas to build and test prototypes and designs. Mission Learn. 
Students will meet once per week to learn to appreciate math and science by engaging in interactive learning through the online space designed to reinforce what students are learning in school. By using online tools, open education resources, and virtual participation with a live tutor in a small group setting, students explore real-world applications of math and science to gain a better understanding of why we learn the skills. And check this out, we now have our own clubs. The Esports Club, which provides an organized high school level esports league in a comfortable environment with healthy competition to grow the next generation of industry leaders. We will also visit virtual scientific labs to witness the practical applications of concepts we've learned in the classroom. And of course, we still have our traditional programs as well, including individual and small group tutoring evenings or weekends to assist students with math and reading, GED and test prep and high school completion courses for older students. Register for web-based editing tools, computer-aided design for aspiring engineers, and finding your own voice in a virtual learning environment. Register your child today. Go to annieeklofinstitute.net or call us today at 240-200-4222. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll be glad you did. Many of them commented saying that they didn't feel that that was a huge focus on a consistent basis in their schools. Hmm. Okay. And you mentioned you, your study was conducted. Was this when you were at a, in a different state? Um, or were you in Maryland at the time? Um, so I was in Maryland. Um, the teachers that I um, interviewed were across the United States. Um, okay. In different, different states. Okay. All right. Yes. We'll make that distinction. It was um, um, a study of teachers in general across the U.S. Okay. Um how would you, if you could think of the new, you know, the technology that we have available today and coming out of that COVID experience where a lot of the trainings and a lot of things, the interactions we have as professionals is, you know, done over Zoom or WebEx, how would you encourage admin and teacher educators, uh, such as the uh, staff development teachers, to use technology to support staff development in this area? Um, so time is very precious um, in the education system right now. So I think technology can be used by offering teachers an opportunity to take some of this training online versus sitting in person. Um, what I have seen um, just in my own observation that teachers are more likely to participate in some of these trainings um, if it doesn't take away from the time that they're already using the plan um, and prepare for each day. Also, um, staff development teachers can create um, what I call one-pagers or quick sheets, um, quick resource guides uh, that can be available online that teachers can access um, when they need to. I think it's important that they have resources at their fingertips and not have to go find someone sometimes because you know, it's sometimes you have to think quickly on your feet and being able to have those resources at your fingertips are very helpful. What do you think that your um, study added to the uh, literature on this? Um, so what I think it added to is just giving, I've seen, you know, research on um, just the implementation of some of these discipline, alternative discipline methods. 
Um, I think it just gave more insight into the teacher's perspective, which isn't often shared and it's difficult to get. Um, and I think pairing that with the student perspective, uh, I think school districts can um, go into the school year making a more informed decision on what types of discipline methods that they would like to use or utilize in the school system um, and go away from using exclusionary discipline methods. Over the years, schools are making efforts to do away with exclusionary discipline methods, but we still lean on it as a crutch. Mm -hmm. So I think this um, research kind of helps add on to the, and further reinforces that we really shouldn't be using exclusionary discipline method as a, as a means of correcting um, disruptive student behavior. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tell us a little bit more about your study. What were the, how did you, uh, what was your methodology and your tools that you used to get this data from from teachers? Okay, so this was an exploratory qualitative um, case study. Uh, so the tools I used to gather it was interviews, of course, um, and we were still coming out of uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic, so it was difficult to meet with teachers face to face. Um, so I did set up interviews. Um, using a virtual web client, um, and we used audio recording to collect um, the responses from the participants. Be sure to check in this Saturday with The Tea and the Toast, where I speak with my next guest on the teacher shortage here in the United States. Tune in. Um, what what were the school? Did you get any information on the demographics of the schools that they were teaching in? No, um, many of them just gave me just it was basically it was focused on just their their experience and not necessarily at the school that they were currently at. So some of them had taught at many different schools, mm. and so their and a lot of their answers were you know based on their experience working at the different schools that they worked at. You have been listening to podcast part one of Expulsatory versus Alternatives to Expulsatory Discipline. Please tune in to part two. Dr. Ambachi gives recommendations and hopefully you have some takeaways for your own classroom or schools. Are listening to a podcast series hosted by the Annie Eckwalk Institute, promoting integrative multimedia support with a student-centered approach when a traditional classroom is just not enough. The Annie Eckwalk Institute provides virtual support for social learning anxiety, new learners, learners with disabilities, and thinking that is considered out of the box. Because life does not have to feel like Join us this Saturday for a new episode of The Tea and the Toast. Get us on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher.